You're listening to a podcast from DTB. Welcome to the DTB In This Issue podcast for July 2010. My name is Ike Hanachar and I'm the editor of Drug and Therapeutics Bulletin, DTB, and I'm joined by DTB's deputy editor, David Fazakali. Hello. Uh, this month's issue starts with an editorial uh, entitled Money, Money, Money. What's this about? Well, the subject of this is really looking at uh, lipid management as a kind of a key part of treating patients with cardiovascular disease and the drug azetamibe, uh, one of the lipid-regulating drugs which we've picked up has increased in use about sevenfold over five years, and we're now spending, or at least in 2009 uh, in England, we're spending £70 million on, on the drug alone. And I think our concern that we raise in this is, is really whether there is robust evidence to support uh, this extent of this use of azetamibe in preventing further cardiovascular events in, in patients. Does it get prescribed because we're trying to chase uh, cholesterol targets? And, and if that is the case, is that in line with what NICE is saying in their, in their guidance? And I guess the, kind of the title brings it back to, is this an effective use of, of NHS resource? What about the, the question that has recently come to prominence about the problems or potential problems of using high-dose simvastatin in order to achieve targets, if that indeed is what the practitioner is, is aiming for? Um, isn't this drug something which, which fits the niche for dealing with, with that situation where uh, high-dose simvastatin, 80 milligrams daily, is inappropriate? The nice guidance prompts people to consider uh, increasing the intensification or inten- the intensity of the lipid lowering regime, but it is a consider, and I guess it's in the context of the the, the patient's uh, response up to, up to now, it, it, the, the level of of cholesterol, and although azetamide might provide an attractive option because it will give you additional lipid lowering it probably fails the nice test, which is to consider adding a drug of similar efficacy or similar cost efficacy as, as, as simvastatin. Um, and we would argue that maybe azetamibe doesn't, doesn't pass either of these two tests. Okay, thank you, David. The first main article in this issue is entitled Preventing Exacerbations in COPD. Um, COPD is it's chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. What is the issue with exacerbations in that disease and, and what's the aim of this article, David? Well, we know that patients with COPD have significant uh, health problems and exacerbations are, are a feature of the disease. The issue that, uh, that they cause may be, or the problems that the exacerbations cause, may be for simply a worsening of a cough, which may be mild um, and not a major problem, but they can... Uh, cause much more serious um, problems for patients in that they may, may end up being hospitalised for the management of their exacerbation. Clearly, uh, the interest of, of everyone in the health service is to minimise the number of hospitalisations. Uh, it's not good for patients, clearly, uh, and also they're very expensive. So by targeting exacerbations uh, and reducing their, their frequency, then it may well improve the outcome outcome for patients and their and their quality of life. So what we use the article for is exploring the, the sort of options that, that clinicians have in trying to prevent exacerbations. So we look at drugs and, and the non-drug options. Okay, thank you. 
One of the commonest rheumatological problems that uh, afflicts people in this country is gout. Um, chronic gout is obviously a disabling disease. And the second main article in this issue is a review of a, a new drug for that condition, Febuxostat. Would you like to enlighten us, David? Well, gout conjures up all sorts of images. Um, 18th century cartoons of kind of rotund men drinking port, eating oysters, bandaged foot raised up on some sort of cushion. And it also seems that treatments for gout haven't moved on much since then either. Um, but now we've got a new drug uh, for Buxostat, a xanthine oxidase inhibitor, uh, newly on the market in this country. And so not surprisingly, uh, as with most new drugs, it comes at a, at a slightly higher cost than, than the traditional treatments. This is a treatment for chronic gout, we should say. Yes, yes, absolutely. A treatment for, for the management of chronic gout. And at a cost of maybe £320 a year, compared with perhaps up to £60, £70 for the standard allopurinol regimes, we examine whether it's in a breakthrough, is it in a, a, a significant advantage, what's the evidence for its efficacy, what's the evidence for its, its safety, and we kind of look at the trials which compare it with allopurinol to see whether it does offer distinct advantages. What might the advantages be that, that some would want over allopurinol? What are the problems that can happen with it? Yeah, so the potential advantages uh, of febuxostat, maybe whether it's it's more efficacious in preventing uh, gouty uh, flares, whether it reduces serum urate levels more effectively than allopurinol, but also in those patients for whom allopurinol uh, is a problem because of rashes or hypersensitivity, febuxostat may become an option uh, which gives them an, al an alternative treatment choice. Okay, thank you. The next article in this issue deals with a subject which confuses a lot of people, that is medical devices and how they're regulated. Clearly there's a familiarity with the idea of regulating medicines. I suspect that it's less clear for most healthcare practitioners, David, about how devices are, are regulated. Yes, uh, I suspect if you ask most clinicians about medicines, they would think they know something about it, whether, whether you probed, they would actually know the details, but at least they'd have a, an understanding of the regulatory process. I think when it comes to medical devices, two questions arise. First question is probably, well, what is a medical device? And then how are they regulated? So what we try to do is look at medical devices and explain a little bit about them. So medical devices could be anything from something very simple, um, like a bandage, up to something very complicated, like a, a piece of a scanning equipment. And then we look at the regulatory framework that exists and the work that's been going on across Europe to try and standardise and harmonise the, the the regulation of medical devices so that there is a similar process in all the EU countries. Do we consider what the implications are for practitioners, for patients in terms of regulation? Yes, we do. We look at some of the, the more practical issues such as the, the, the liability or the uh, responsibility from practitioners' point of view. Uh, clearly, the, the uh, medical device will come with some guidance on how it's most appropriately used, and we look at the, some of the issues that have been associated with people using them outside uh, their approved usage and the responsibility issues that that person then takes on in terms of litigation uh, and the kind of medical legal aspects. And finally, this issue, we revisit the drug lirogrutide, an oral treatment for type 2 diabetes. Why are we going back to the subject so soon, David? We, we published our article on lirogrutide in May, 
and at that time used all the evidence that, that had been published. Uh, but since then, there's been a, a published randomized controlled trial comparing liraglutide with citagliptin. So we felt it was appropriate to just complete uh, the article by adding this trial data, not because it materially changes the recommendation or the outcomes, but just to give a complete picture to show readers that uh, the evidence is there for liraglutide versus citagliptin. But as I say, not changing materially our, our outcome. And if you want to read that, you'll have to go back to the May issue. Thank you, David. To read these or any other DTB articles, please go to our website, dtb.bmj.com. For more information about this programme and other BMJ Group podcasts, go to podcasts.bmj.com.